This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we tackle part two of Gender and Kids, plus speak with comedian and transsexual mom Natasha Muse. Woo! You're you're much <laughs> you're much more woo than I am woo today. I can't even fake the woo today. Well, what happened to me is I like got ready for my big woo, and then I had to kind of like adjust it part way through because I saw that you weren't giving me anything. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Teresa looks totally like amazing executive mom right now. Thank you. And I mean, it's almost, the headphones almost add this additional like... Um, that girl waved to the hair thank and you, the bangs. You, yes. And so it's like the, the the light's coming in at her. Her mm-hmm. eyes are popping blue. She's in this like amazingly like, you know, power pregnancy dress. <laughs> you know, where it's like it fits really well. So it's just like, yeah, I got a baby. I'm late to a meeting. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, and so she's, I'm not sure I can bask in her glory today looking directly at her. Um, <laughs> It's pretty exciting. Yeah, and you're like in your pajamas. I am basically, I keep trying to step in, <laughs> refuses to allow me to wear. Like, I, one of the first things I bought about like three or four months in was what I guess you call gaucho pants that were uh-huh. a big thing like several years ago yeah. as actual fashion. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like, oh, I'll totally get some gancho pants or whatever, yeah. you know? And like, Stefan's like, like, no. He's like, those are pajama pants. I'm like, no, they are pants yeah. for wearing out. He's like, yeah. Elizabeth? They are pajama pants. For now, your purposes, they are pajama pants. <laughs> they are all fucking day pants is what they are. But he's just like, they are not pants. Aww. I was like, they're not out of the house pants. But Well, at least you have some pants. I we d- just touched on the fact that I don't have any maternity pants at all. Which I think is very smart <laughs> and very freeing. Well, it is summer. So and, it's kind of hard to wear pants right now. Oh, anyway. it's so hard to wear anything. It right is now. hard to wear anything right now. That'll be my that'll be my opening for this week, guys. <laughs> Biz finds it horrible to do any and everything right now. <laughs> Clothes, food, heat, getting in and out of cars, uh, walking, <laughs> loving my family. It's all really difficult this week. <laughs> uh, I'll just start crying. Aww. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm just coming to the end of an eight days uh, without Jesse at home. He's been away. I know he's he's (laughs) terrible, terrible (laughs) husband and father. Um, he's been out hunting and gathering or whatever they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I'm really happy that he's coming home tonight. It's a big relief. And uh, yeah, I've just been thinking a lot about like I I was really lucky in that my mom came for a couple of nights. Um kind of like in the middle of Jesse's trip and like really took the edge off just to have another adult in the house. <laughs> like it was just really, really nice to have her there, um, to have her company and her help with Simon. And it totally just made, and then like yesterday was just, we had a couple nights and, and a full day of just Simon and I. Right. Um, and it was, it was great, but I couldn't help but think like, I mean, even even just one full day with a t- like alone with a two year old, like it was Sunday, so we didn't. 
it was really hot. We mostly right. stayed inside. I mean, we went to the park first thing in the morning. You know, we saw other living humans. Right. But, like, just being, just being solo for even a day really <laughs> felt very isolating to me. Like, by the end mm. of the day, I was really like, ah, I really miss, like, having somebody else. A you person. Know, a person yeah. there, you know. Or just even somebody, like, while I'm making dinner to, like, kind of engage with Simon or, you know, just things right. like that. And. Um, it kind of just made me think about, like, you know, we've talked a lot about support systems on this show. And mm-hmm. I think, it's like, sometimes I'm just wondering, I just don't think that humans were meant to, like, raise <laughs> children just alone in their houses. Like, I mean, I guess that must be why we have, like, parenting groups and stuff like that. Because it's just... Well, I mean, humans from the beginning of time have always sought some sort of yeah. community yeah. for the most part. Right. Yeah, but it's just, it's amazing how different it is, just even having a few hours yeah. of somebody else there, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. And then when Simon's babysitter arrived this morning, I was like, hi! And I totally just chatted with her for like 20 minutes before I left, because I was just happy to see someone. <laughs> so, well, this is going to make for a great show. This will make, Teresa's going to be like uber chatty while I'll be like, everybody... <laughs> So sad. Leave me alone. Uh, somehow I don't think that's going to ever happen. Probably not. But not okay. in my nature. Um, <laughs> good or bad. Well, great. Yep. Good. Okay. The end. Fine. I had such a good time last week talking mm-hmm. shit about gender. Yeah. Uh, that uh, we felt we should continue on with our part two right away. Yep. So let's talk more about gender. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Boys and girls, girls and boys, here we are again. (laughs) Uh, So this week we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things I think we face as parents and our kids face uh, once they're out of the room. Last week we talked a lot about all the stuff that sort of comes at you before your kid's even born. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these suggestions that boys are easy and girls are bad. And, like, I mean, you know, it's just like a bunch of weird stuff that people start defining before the kids are even born. And then once they're out, it just gets crazy. Right. <laughs> Just like it escalates. It escalates. And it, it's interesting because I think as an adult without kids, I can remember finding it very easy to get on a lot of different platforms and, mm-hmm. and have a lot of different opinions on, you know, uh, how I felt about how we should be defining what, you know, defines gender and girls and boys. And, you know, I'm never going to let my kids do this and I'm going to do this. And, I'm gonna... <laughs> and then once you have kids... You you kind of realize like some of it's in your control, but not what you think. Yeah, is in your control. But what I first wanted to talk about was you and I were having some like wrap up discussions after the show, and you know during this past week, and I was thinking a lot about how you had when I kept <laughs> I felt like I kept asking things like, "What are you doing with Simon? 
Mm-hmm. Like, what's your advice about boys? Like, what are you like? <laughs> doesn't Simon like? Don't you feel like this pressure to dress, you know, a certain way or not a certain way? Or these toys or these like all this stuff? And you were like, no, we're just gonna raise him really healthy and happy. And we just haven't run into it, and, you know. And I was like. <laughs> Why have you not run into it? Then <laughs> Stefan, like, I'm like, am I just overthink? And I, the, yes, the answer is I always overthink way too much. I would probably have a much happier life <laughs> if I just zoned out a lot more. But um, I brought this up with Stefan. We were out at a mall this past weekend on a mall date. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he said, well, maybe it's because there's much less pressure for boys. So maybe she really hasn't run into it because that pressure doesn't seem to start or you don't feel the color, the, you know, the limitations or the, you're a princess, you're blah, 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 as mm-hmm. early as you do for a girl. Mm. And I was and I was like, well, that's interesting. So I wanted to ask you, is it is it really that, like, things, <laughs> you guys are just so secure and, like, okay, and Simon's just really young, and you just haven't run into it purely because of just where y'all's life has taken you to date? Or is it because, boys, there's... There's less out there that's negative about boys until they're a little older. Yeah, I mean, I think there is definitely something to that. And, like, Jesse and I joked when or when Simon was first born, I was just remembering back, we were joking about how weird it was that he was, that our baby was a white male born to married, educated parents. Right. In, oh, yeah. in the United States of America, he's a winner, right? It was like it was kind of like a, it was kind of like an icky feeling. All he's of a, a winner sudden, or a criminal? Yeah, like it was like, oh, okay, so he has. Mm. And so when you talk about pressure, I mean, I think everybody has pressure. I think right. there's pressure, different sorts of pressure for for everybody. Sure, um, but I do think that. Like, knowing all of those things, which are sort of, like, statistically the things where it's like, well, that person doesn't need any help in life. Like, they basically can do anything that they want. So you're, like, less, you're less maybe naturally worried about trying to convince your child you can do whatever you want. You can be anything Uh that you want. And I think that that may be a key difference between having a boy and having a girl, but as, as well as all those other characteristics that I mentioned. But, Interesting. But I also think, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about how to raise, like, healthy, happy boys, mm-hmm. and that, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, we've talked about how, like, the male partner in the household needs to, like, help out with the division of right, labor and blah, 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 right. and, like, listen to the... You know, listen, you know, listening to your spouse and helping each other and being supportive and loving each other. And um, I think some of our past guests have mentioned this, too, that, like, when you have a little boy, like, you're you're thinking about how can I raise this child? Not you're not maybe not as worried about how can I raise him to be super successful in life and achieve all his dreams. But like what I think about a lot more is, you know, how can we be setting an example for him that will help him grow up to be very nurturing and be a good listener and be okay with having emotions and be sensitive and compassionate. Maybe it's not freaking me out as much because I think probably teaching your child those skills, that set of skills might be more within your control. Whereas like 
society as a whole telling your little girl what kind of careers are okay for her and what kind of careers will probably be better for her still still that is terrifying and and a lot of it some of it is in your control but a lot of it is out of your control okay okay so no that's that's so interesting because i just that that concern never actually has crossed my mind to date yet because i mean i guess for me because i think what sort of hits for girls earlier is this you know, idea, uh, I mean, it's very easy to, like, come up with a list as soon as you find out you've got a girl of, right. like, well, I don't want to really be into princesses. God, I hope she's not into right. princesses. Or, yeah. I mean, and I know that there are a lot of moms out there who are totally like, let's go princesses. You know, and this is all of me before having a kid, by mm-hmm. the way, let me preface. Or, you know, and Stefan said the same thing. Oh, yeah, I hope she's not into all that stuff. I hope she's not into, you know, all the ballet and the this and the pink and the ruffle and the cupcake dresses and that, you know. And... We were walking around this weekend talking about, like, God, it's really easy to make that list Mm -hmm. automatically, but we couldn't come up with one right away for boys. Like, No, but that might just also be because you don't have a boy. Well, no, but, like, we were, but Stefan's a boy. I mean, like, mm -hmm. we were trying to figure out, like, well, what quality, I mean, I can easily say, I hope he doesn't like princesses and girls, you know, like, you know, that kind of stupid stuff. Yeah. But there were no things that were associated with boys. At first, we came yeah. up with something associated with boys. At first, well, what that we finally came up with war and guns. We yeah. were like, God, yeah. I hope he's not really into guns and war. Yeah, you know. And so, like, but it took us a while to get to that right away. You know, like, which we were like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That like, and then because I, I turned to Stephanie, I was like, well, what the fuck is wrong with princesses? Right. And what is wrong with ballet? Yeah. I kept thinking, Katie Bell. We kept pretty like, I think I've mentioned this before. You know, all her clothes came from Sweden because she's got Swedish grandparents and they just, you know, were in Sweden all the time. So they kept sending all these clothes, which were really gender neutral, you know, stripes and mushrooms and all the colors were pretty even across the board. There was no pink ever, baby blue. There's no pastel ever. Mm-hmm. I was like browns and oranges and reds and blues and like all this stuff. And we didn't like keep her from the, from like princesses. We didn't like, if somebody gave her a doll, we didn't like throw it in the garbage or the shredder. We just never put her in it we never we just dressed her kind of normal i mean like neutrally whatever or she was naked but the moment she turned about three and a half and started having like like really developing her own opinions on stuff Mm -hmm. she wanted the princess stuff she wanted dresses she wanted this girlier stuff and you know it was like all right well now you're at an age where you're deciding you would like to try this Mm -hmm. so i don't mind as much her exploring that but i but like i kept thinking this is putting your kid in it before i I guess for me like an issue i have is before your kid has any opinion putting her in something so specific Mm -hmm. like you know dressing a little boy in like camo all the time you know or like football jerseys all the time i I guess it's the question because we all dress our kids in the stuff that we We like we want to dress them yeah exactly the question is like is it going to be harmful to them ultimately (laughs) right like and probably not if you are in fact raising your kid to not let the clothes dictate who they are yeah i mean but your their experiences dictate yeah i think so and i think somebody posted this on our uh facebook page i i definitely thought there was some truth to it and it was just like Sometimes we just blow this kind of stuff out of oh, proportion, yeah. like the the oh my gosh, it's pink versus blue, or oh my gosh, boys play sports and girls love princesses. Right? Like, 
in a way, it's something else for us to worry about. Like, in a way, like, whatever you dress your kid as or whatever they start to dress themselves as, like, as long as you teach them that they are not defined by their gender, they will be okay. I guess for me, the point was, like, that I did not make at all was... Why is the why am I why am I and many other people turning anything that's sort of feminine into something sinister? Right. Like why can't my kid like ballet? Why can't my kid like princesses? I think what I actually and to just touch on clothes a little bit more and toys yeah. uh, is what's more sinister is I do feel like things are limited for girls. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Like, yeah. we went into, so we're like on our mall date. And we they like, only get pink. They only get pink. Yeah. They, they really do pastel, only get pink. Really, and yeah. so, like, I'm in, like, the gap, and it's like, they have a bunch of, like, Halloween stuff starting to come out. And there are all these, like, really funny t shirts in the boy sections of, like, like superheroes that are actually monsters. And it's like, you know, monster want candy. I don't even remember, but I remember thinking, that is funny. Mm-hmm. That's a funny shirt. Yeah, And it's not like a funny shirt that, like, you get online that's like, you put your kid in a shirt that's like, I mustache my, you know, like yeah. some ironic adult shirt that you put a yeah. kid in. Like, I hate that so much. Yeah. Your kid doesn't know what beer is. Like, <laughs> your kid totally does Mondays, all right? Like, just get him out of that fucking shirt. But, like, these were, like, funny and kid yeah. funny. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. It's so, like, you start entering the land of pink. <laughs> Just a sea yeah. of fucking cats. Yeah. It's just cats. It's cats. Cats dressed up. Cats dressed as witches. Cats oh, dressed God. as ghosts. Cats in headphones. I don't know what that fuck is it about. Like, cats. Yeah. DJ cats. Yeah. And like, you got like, I'm the big sister or too sweet for treats. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. what the fuck? But I was like, this isn't even funny. Yeah. This isn't even, this isn't anything. This is just a cat on a fucking shirt. Why do we even have separate sections? I know. Like, why, because, can't just, why can't there just be a kid's clothing area where I they know. just have clothes for kids? Mixed up. And you can just pick whatever your whatever fits your kid yeah. and whatever your whatever kid wants fits to your, whatever you're into. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, I had, I was, um, I went, my mom and I went on, went in on a baby doll for Simon for his two-year-old mm-hmm. birthday, like, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And, because he'd been starting to get really interested in, like, taking care of some of his stuffed animals oh, and, like, yeah. feeding them and changing their diaper and stuff like that. And I was like, this is, you know, the, we're about to have a baby. It's a perfect time for him perfect. to have a baby doll and practice, like, you know, the little stroller Smothering and whatever. It, whatever. Yeah. yeah, drawing <laughs> like, on its face. Um, Totally. So we did end up getting him one, but it was, I mean, I had to go to the girl section, obviously, to get it. And it was, and and it was all pink. pink. I mean, but it was that bright. I know. But it was, and it was fine. Like, we ended up getting a pink doll in a pink, in a little pink seat that she sits in with the little floral seat and a little pink dress. Because all the baby dolls are girls. And that was what they had, and that's what we got, and it's it's fine. Like he can have this, sure. he can have this doll, and it's fine. But like, I was just like, wow. I not only do pissed. they not make a doll for the boys, but I mean, this is clearly for girls, and and that the only girls, girls want to raise girls. That only girls, right? It's just. It's, it's so fucked up unless silly. you want to go out and start spending fifty to a hundred dollars sure. on toys, right? Because yeah. like you start going over to Landonot or any of these right. other I'm like sure websites where there gone. are some amazingly. Yeah. I'm sure I could have gone up, but I'm like, who wants? No, like my I, kid's gonna draw I on this and dump to buy it in a the twelve dollar doll. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. So like, but like, but okay. Well, that leads me to the experience that I had with the clothes thing again with clothes. 
where I went to go buy clothes for Katie Bell last year for preschool. It was like first time in a preschool. We're going to go buy some clothes for the fall, like whatever. And again, I'm like, I'm. she really liked Yo Gabba Gabba. She liked Curious George. She liked, you know, all the stuff. We hadn't really gotten into the princess thing yet. And all the stuff's in the boys' section. No big deal. Grab myself a Curious George shirt. Grab mm-hmm. myself a Toy Story shirt. Grab a Yo Gabba Gabba shirt. You know, she picks out a skirt that she likes, a couple of pairs of pants. We go home, and I start looking at them, and Katie Bell goes, we're looking at the Toy Story one, and she goes, where's Jesse? And it's, I look at it, and it's got every single character from uh, Toy Story on it, and it's definitely a post-Toy Story 2 shirt mm-hmm. because the horse is there, mm-hmm. right? So you got Woody, and you got the horse. But you <laughs> the don't horse have, without The horse, Jesse. but you don't have Jesse. Yeah. And I was like, huh. That is weird. And then I pull out the Yo Gabba Gabba shirt. Mm-hmm. Yo Gabba Gabba made up of five characters, two of which are girls. Yeah. They are not on the shirt either. Oh. Well, then I go crazy. So the boys' shirts and just have I start only pulling boy all. Sh- I start pulling all the shirts. I start going <laughs> to Target websites. I go to Gap websites. I go to Old Navy websites. I start going to every website. And until the age of like 13, like till teenage age, yeah. there are no girls... You go any superhero shirt, like let's say it's the Justice League. No Wonder Woman. No Wonder Woman on the Justice League. There's uh, Charlie Brown. You get like you get all these Charlie Brown characters, but no Lucy, no Peppermint Patty, none of that. You go to the girls section. What do you get? You get like a fufa. Right. You get a fufa. And I at the time was not pregnant with a boy, but I was like, I gotta say, I'm pissed for boys. Yeah. You're immediately saying that. Your favorite characters or your favorite ensemble yeah. are totally not important if they're yeah. girls. Like, the girl is not important. Autumn, that you're being told right now, she just doesn't even matter. Yeah. And there's something weird. I was like, can somebody explain to me why I don't want a girl on my boy's T-shirt? Right. In team grouping? Yeah. Like, fi- fine. Whatever. I don't wear a fucking shirt with Peppermint Patty on it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But if you're putting... The Super Friends on there, yeah. or the Justice League. Well, presumably this is what people want to buy, though. That's the thing. Like, presumably I, but, they're I mean, making. People don't notice. Every time I brought this up to somebody, somebody was like, "I didn't even realize it wasn't on there." Yeah. Like, I mean, I just don't think you know. I didn't notice it until my kid pointed it out. Yeah. It's very easy to kind of just yeah. miss. Yeah. It's like almost subliminal until uh-huh. you start looking, uh-huh. and then you can't find it. But I mean, generally speaking, overall, like not that particular issue, but yeah. generally speaking, overall. You know, these giant like corporations that make all this crap and sell it to us on a huge scale presumably are doing it because this is what people want to buy. Bullshit. <laughs> I have to do one last toy thing. I'm gonna okay. do one last toy and then I want us to shift into okay. the, the wrap up thing. But we go into the toy store and again there's a whole pink section, mm-hmm. which is clearly where the girls are supposed to go shopping. Mm-hmm. And then everything else kind of falls into boy. And it's like a variety of color. Once again, they got all the colors. Curious George is there. You know, like any TV show that's not My Little Pony or whatever mm-hmm. is over in this boy set, is over on that side of the store. But like we come across this like cross, like the Nerf crossbow for girls and it's <laughs> pink. Because mm-hmm. crossbows are pink. It's a team of girls on the picture. And, like, the whole write-up is, like, you and your friends, you know, work together to fight the forces of evil and bring peace and harmony and your know, teamwork and blah, blah, blah and caring uh, with your pink crossbow. So then we went over to the boys' section and found a wall of Nerf guns, all of them with only one boy on each one. So there's your team, mm-hmm. all emotionless. Mm-hmm. And their write-up is, like, 
you alone will fight the internet. <laughs> like just and again, I, I was like, um, so this is it. This is what the boys get. Yeah, you got to be alone. You got to be tough. You have to be solo. You need yeah. no help. And you were a one man war machine. Yeah, both these. I suck. think I think they both. Okay, so the counter argument. So the question about all of this yeah. is what is what is so wrong with this? And I think that. Mm. A lot of what I am getting from people is, you know, this this idea that, like, well, fundamentally, there just are some differences between boys and girls. Sure. Generally speaking, there just are. And these toys and clothes and, you know, activities that we have, quote unquote, for boys and activities, quote unquote, for, bur- for right. girls, all of these things are set up because fundamentally, because of nature, Boys and girls are different. And um, there's this there's there's this really great um, Louis C.K. bit where he says, boys fuck shit up (laughs) and girls are fucked up. And And this plays. Okay, first of all, it makes me laugh every single time. (laughs) But... This plays exactly into our thing that we're talking about and that we talked about last week, which is that boys are, like, naturally violent, very active, very curious, very adventurous. They're very persistent. It's hard to, like, get them to stop climbing on things and grabbing things and doing whatever they want. hitting and punching and And being being disrespectful. And being, which then follows into... Being disrespectful, not being good listeners, yes. being, you know, yes. all that kind boys of stuff. Boys will be boys. Boys will be that boys. That whole thing. And then it also plays into this idea that girls are, like, out to get you. Girls and that are girls bully, are going to try to manipulate the shit out of you. But Yes. You know, we were at a pool party a couple, like, a couple of weekends ago, and these boys were, like, wrestling in the pool. Great. Mm-hmm. And it was just as quick as could be. A kid just holds the other kid's head down under the water. They're like oh four. God. You know what I mean? Like yeah. All the parents were happened to be right there looking. Yeah. And I'm like, no, well, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. But that was it. That was as far as it went. Oh, wow. And I was like, boys, are, they're like, boys are so. They're so rough. They're so rough. They're just... And I'm like, can I see my kid hold another kid's head homicidal. under the water? just homicidal. I would have gone bananas. <laughs> yeah. I would have just lost my yeah. shit. You really, and it, and it would have been an appropriate time to kind of flip out yeah. and take them aside and really, really explain why that can never, ever happen. Yeah, I appreciate the kids don't understand their limits yeah, or their means. Sure. Like, I, they're kids. Yeah. They're babies. Yeah. They're like, whatever. Your job as a parent <laughs> for bringing this kid into the fucking world. There are like a few things you have to do, and I get it. It's hard and it sucks. Like it is tiring and exhausting, yeah. and you just like want to drink all the time. But like, <laughs> you gotta tell your kid to not do that. Boys will be boys, girls will be girls. Yeah. Is crap. Yeah, it's crap. So, all right. So okay. So what yeah. Are you, all right. Good. So yeah. <laughs> I just think we need to like acknowledge that like. The, the reason we're kind of harping yes. on all of these, like, this is what is offered for girls and this is what is offered for boys, is that it all kind of plays into this thing that basically is just setting us all up to take the easy way out. That, and to let those things to dictate. To let those things, yeah, just, okay, well, that's what there is, and so that's what we'll do. And that's what exists right. for this, and that's what we'll do. And this is what people expect of my boy, so I'll just let him do that. And this is what people expect my girl to do, so if she does that, oh well. Like, right, she's dressed up all, like a diva princess, yeah. you know, 
you know, B-I-T-C-H is the one word I absolutely hate that word so much. But like, but I mean, you know, that's what those other things insinuate. Yeah. So I'll put her in a big pink tiara, tutu, yeah. and all that stuff and just let her behave as, as such. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would be more complicated if there was only one one kid area and everybody it was a free-for-all you could really just (laughs) wear you know this is for everybody you know and like and by the same token like if if we didn't have that oh oh well he's a boy that's what they do if we didn't have that you know then then people wouldn't be able to just blow off (laughs) like parenting duties (laughs) (laughs) which would be so easy guys so also we haven't even begun to deal with the fact that some kids identify as the opposite gender and so by setting everything up as you know you're a girl you're this you're a boy you're that i mean if if your child really does identify as the opposite gender that's going to be really fucking difficult and really yeah. confusing for them. That is true. You it's going to be really hard. Makes... And it's hard as a parent to try and, like, figure out, is this just a phase or is this, like, a real thing that I need to be paying attention to? And it's hard. There's, like, double pressure. There's, like, pressure on the kid because especially, let's say, let's say you're a boy who identifies with a, you know, female gender. It kind of sets that kid up for thinking that the female gender at such a young age Mm -hmm. sets them up that they are this all pink, all this, like a very limited, like, view. And And vice versa. And that if a girl wants to be a boy, that it's all about war, beating people up and knives. And, like, so, like, yeah, that's really difficult. And then for the parent who's, like, grew up with all this in their own head and is living it out watching their kids, mm-hmm. it's really hard to advise. I don't even yeah. know how you would advise your kid to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm hoping we might get a little, <laughs> some ideas, mm-hmm. uh, maybe from our guest today, uh, Natasha Muse, who is a transsexual and who is a mom. Mm-hmm. And clearly there was a moment at in her life where she discovered this was where she was going. Mm-hmm. So maybe she can give us some advice on this. Yes, but that would I, be great. I think overall the advice is for our general discussion on kind of all the crap that's being thrown at us with our kids is that it doesn't have to be boys will be boys and girls will be girls. It's my kid will be a kid who respects other people and understands <laughs> and understands their, you know, Actions have reactions, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. In a tutu or not, I mean, if Katie Bell's like in her full princess regalia marching down the street, she understands she has to be kind and polite. Mm-hmm. Period. Unless the other person really deserves it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good point. But before we get into all this, okay. all this, yeah. let's just remind ourselves. Let's just humble ourselves and remind ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, at the core, we are parents who are fucking up every fucking day. Fucking up every day <laughs> and succeeding at being geniuses. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey! I'm Jesse Thorne. Every week, Bullseye features in-depth conversations with the creators of culture, the people who make the best music, films, television, books, whatever. You'll gain new insight into all-time greats like Dolly Parton, Judd Apatow, and Lily Tomlin, and you'll hear from up-and-comers you'd never have known about otherwise. It's a show about finding the good stuff in popular culture, the stuff that changes lives. It's Bullseye, from MaximumFun.org and NPR.
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. So, genius. Yeah? You want to go? Sure. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. I have nothing. I'll make it really easy this week. Okay. This is like one of those like weeks where I just like failed as a person so oh. often oh. that I could not come away with one moment where I was like, that was really good idea. Oh. <laughs> that was great. Good job, Elizabeth. So, uh, so I apologize to all our listeners, but like all I got is I've kept this baby alive one hey, more week you know and I haven't murdered anybody. That is genius. All right. That's enough. So my genius moment is just letting it go for the week for not having a Beautiful. genius moment. I love it. I love Good. it. Good. I actually have a real genius moment. <laughs> I dreamed of pie. Go ahead. <laughs> that was a good genius I moment. I know. All right. You'll never accept how great of a genius <laughs> moment that was. Um, okay. So I got one of those little um, make-your-own-popsicles-at-home oh, sets. This. It was like $2 or something. Yeah. And it's like, it's plastic, and yeah. you can make six little popsicles. And I brought it home. And thinking, like, this will be perfect. It's really hot and we can make popsicles. Well, Simon just thought it was so fun on its own uh. that he played with it for two days straight just as, like, a little <laughs> toy. Like, he thought it was so fun and we pretended to make popsicles. And awesome. he was, like, setting them up over here and setting them up over there and bringing and stacking the cups in different ways and, like, doing all this stuff. And I was like, fine, I'm just going to put off making the popsicles until I get started doing this. And then after a while, it was kind of like, okay, he's kind of getting over it. And it was really hot so we made the popsicles together yeah. I super diluted them because I was like <laughs> I don't want to give him like a ton of juice right 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 right. so they were like a mixture of like lemonade and water which awesome. was great because it was just really refreshing yeah and he thought it was fantastic to watch you know watch the process of we're gonna make them now oh, they'll fun. be ready after your nap and it was great that's awesome yep in piano lessons and they tend to argue every week over who has to go first and who gets to go last. And they were doing their normal weekly argument, and I pulled out a quarter and had them choose heads and tails and let the quarter decide, and they both took the turn they were assigned by the quarter because they could see that it was by chance, and they it stopped the argument in its tracks. It was genius she let the quarter decide that's, great. that's really that's genius. really good that's great for all sorts of things i would oh. think oh yeah that's we're gonna really have to be doing that we're gonna be doing that have, i'm trying remembering that lady's scavenger hunt yeah because uh, i've been sending <laughs> katie bell off on those things on her own oh, cool. and uh and i'm gonna remember the uh the flip in the quarter yeah that's, that's pretty one. genius oh let's get into where i'm really succeeding this week <laughs> fails fail 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 you suck. I'll go first with my fail this week. Okay. Since I did, since clearly 
I got a ton of them, but I'm just going to pick the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch movies that take place, like at schools, or somebody's got a kid, and they drop the kid off at school, like whatever, the main characters are doing something else, but there's always like, like two women, two moms, like standing out talking as kids are getting dropped off, mm-hmm. and they look like shit. Like they're like yeah. in sweatpants, and like the hair's not done, they don't have makeup yeah. on it. It's always like usually a comic side take where mm-hmm. like the handsome Arnold Schwarzenegger's dropping off his kids. And yeah. Oh, you know, like, anyway. I can remember before having a kid being like, I am never going to do that. I'm never going to look like crap going out. Like, that is just unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, that's just slowly falling apart (laughs) over the years. The other day, I don't even know how it happened. I just know that I get out of the car at school. Katie Bell's hair is completely out of control. Like, I actually realize I haven't done anything to her today. Mm-hmm. She at least is dresses herself, mm-hmm. so she's dressed. Mm-hmm. She might have been in pajamas otherwise. <laughs> I am in, sh- like, pre-pregnancy, like, workout shorts mm-hmm. that are not flattering mm-hmm. right now because I'm out working out. I'm in a tank top. I luckily have a sweatshirt on because I have no bra on. <laughs> My giant pregnancy bosoms, right? My hair is just like in, like whatever I put it in, like a pull into like a knot, mm-hmm. like the roll out of bed knot. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't looked at my face. I know for a fact <laughs> there's mascara down half my cheek. You know, I only wear one thing, mascara, and I don't take it off. So it's just down there. <laughs> like my glasses are down. Like I look, like I open the door, like another mom's getting out, like right next to me. And I just was like, that's it. I'm that, I'm that I'm woman. I'm that woman. I'm yeah. that woman. This can never, ever happen again. I mean, I got to walk through the school. I got to see her teachers. Yeah. It was awful. That just sucks. It was just like a low depressing moment. Yes, yes. Yeah. I had a series of diaper-related fails this past <laughs> week, but I'll just save one of the good ones um, to share. And... That was that um, I came home. Simon had been with his babysitter. She's there one day a week. I came home. I got there around three. We hung out and played all afternoon, mm. had dinner, you know, whatever, getting towards like bath time. Um, and we're sitting on the couch in his room reading a book. And I'm noticing there's some like dampness on his couch where he's been sitting. Your new couch? Yeah, the new couch. <laughs> it's okay. It's actually pretty sturdy fabric. Yeah, yeah. but And it's like dark green, so right. it's fine. But um, it was like, it's damp. And I'm like, why is it damp there? I'm like, did he have his water over here? Was he spitting his water out like on the couch? No. Maybe he was earlier and it hasn't dried yet and I just didn't see him. To- I'm like, it's a mystery. I have no idea where this dampness is coming from. <laughs> Why it Why didn't occur did to me that he was, because he was sitting there, he might have a really wet diaper. I haven't changed his diaper since I came home three and a half hours ago. <laughs> so later we go into the to take his bath and I'm like undressing him and I take his diaper off. It's completely oh. like beyond, beyond yeah. wet. Like to the point of like, this was clearly he was just peeing and it was just going like hours right into the, the couch, couch because oh. there was nowhere else for it to go. Oh. I have no idea why it didn't occur to me to change <laughs> his diaper once in like four hours. Oh, oh. That's, that's awful. Yeah. I have a fail. This happened this evening and it happened because I tried to pack in too many errands. 
um, at one time, we were on our way to my daughter's last swimming lesson. She's almost 10 months old. And I thought, hey, I could go out of my way and go pick up that stroller from a good friend. Plus, another friend was over there, and they were having an evening with their kids. So I stopped over there, got the stroller, said hi to my friends, and then got on the freeway. The traffic was so terrible that we missed my daughter's swimming lesson. She was crying in the back seat due to being at a standstill in traffic for 30 minutes. By the time we got off the freeway, we had missed her swimming lesson, and we were now too far away to go back to my friend's house. So not only did I miss out on my daughter's last swimming lesson, which we enjoy, I also missed out on an evening with friends where they were having fish tacos. There were two little kids to entertain my daughter for just a little bit, and I might have had a half of margarita. Oh, that's so sad. That is the worst. That is, that's I gotta really tell you, that's sucks. a little less of a fail, more of a like, that just sucks. Yeah. Bad timing. I mean, the bad timing is kind of the fail, yeah. I guess. The like thinking you can get it done. You know that when she was leaving the friend's house, she's like, I really don't want to leave, but yeah. I should really go to the swim lesson. Are we going to make it? Probably. Oh, I really shouldn't miss the last one. Oh, I really uh, want to stay. That sucks. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, sorry. Yep. Boo. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. All right. <laughs> This week, we are calling Natasha Muse, who is a performer and writer of comedy in the San Francisco Bay Area. She is also a skeptic and agnostic and at least the second funniest transsexual you know. Guaranteed. That's a big guarantee. Um, So please welcome to the show, Natasha. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Uh, So the first thing we always ask all of our guests on the show is, who lives in your house? Uh, So uh, it's just me and my wife and our uh, 20-month-old baby and uh, a chihuahua and a tortoise cat. Ooh, Ooh, cat and dog. Yeah. I don't think we've ever. We've never had a cat and a dog. Have we not? Really? You're brave. <laughs> this is a day of first for us. <laughs> Our first cat and dog and transsexual guest. And this is amazing. Right? Our minds that? are being blown. <laughs> the one cat and one dog seems almost like cliche. So it I does. think people it does. don't to go for it. Yeah, it totally. does. Uh, I, I kind of weird enough as it is, so I go for normal when I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's. So. You identify yourself in your comedy and in your writings as a mom and as a transsexual. And uh-huh. so just to get all of our listeners on the same page uh, yeah. as me, <laughs> which is five pages behind at all times, um, help, uh, help sort of define uh, what transsexual means to you. And uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, what it would... Lay it on. Uh, well, the short answer, and it's the joke I always say in my act, is that I used to be a boy and then I got better. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good so, joke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of felt like being uh, 
trying to trying to pretend. I feel like I was pretending to be it when I was trying to be a guy. Like it wasn't really who I was. So, uh, you know, then I moved to San Francisco to kind of start dealing with that by taking hormones and uh, having a surgery. Um, that's like kind of my life story in one sentence. I don't. Uh, people usually use the, cliche, the kind of the cliche term of feeling like a woman trapped in a man's body, which didn't really my wasn't really my personal experience, but that's kind of the shorthand that people use for it. Uh, but basically, I just didn't really feel like trying to be a guy was who I was, and I felt like I was lying to everybody that I I tried to have relationships with, both sexual and just friendships. And uh, it, it's one of those things you don't really even know what you're doing until you go for it, and then once you start transitioning, and then you realize that you're able to, you really are able to actually have friendships and relationships with other people, and then it's like a big burden just kind of lifts off your shoulders as you start to understand how other people experience life and are able to just be themselves and be natural and not have to pretend to be something that they're not. Okay. Does that make sense? No, yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense. So you went through, so to be, again, sorry, <laughs> I just sound like a total ass, but to be like, so to be a transsexual, because I know there's also transgender and I don't always necessarily know yeah. what's between the two, but it's transsexual. It, it, is everybody who defines themselves as transsexual somebody who goes through the hormone process, goes through a, a physical transformation as well as an emotional acceptance of who they are? Um, I, not necessarily because, okay. you know, uh, some people don't choose that for themselves and they, they don't feel like they need that. And there's also money issues right. too because some of these things are expensive. You know, it's kind of more of like the feeling and, you know, it's kind of like uh, being gay where you're gay even if you never have a relationship with a person of the same sex, but you can still, you know, be, be gay. I don't know if that's a good comparison or not. But transgender is like the umbrella term for any kind of mm. gender queer or variant, like drag queens are uh, transgender, and people who identify as like a third uh, gender can, uh, are kind of under the transgender umbrella. So that's kind of just like a broader, just like queer is like an umbrella term for people who are gay or lesbian. Or transgender. Transgender is another umbrella term underneath that that refers to trans, like, you know, any kind of trans identity, uh, whether it's transsexual like me or people who just like to, you know, dress up on the weekends or, <laughs> you know, right. whatever. People usually use transgender, but I think tra- I like transsexual because it's more specific. And I, I think I like that word more, maybe because it's a, more aggressive. I'm not sure. When did you start wrestling with the awareness that this was... You you were not happy being you know identified with as a as a boy that you you wanted you know, to. When did that really uh, start? That started when I was real little, actually. Yeah. When I was like three or four, um, but that age I tried to. I it's weird you have the sense of the world and then everybody you start to kind of explore expressing it, and then people quickly tell you that you're wrong. So then I just figured you know then. And I just kind of decided, well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Just that you have lots of misconceptions about the world when you're younger, and then you realize that you are wrong. Yeah, it was so. It started really when I was little, but then I would, you know, I was like, oh, I guess I'm not. I just don't know what I'm talking about. So I kind of tried to, you know, push it away or assume that it would, you know, I would change as I got older or something like that. But it was something that just kept resurfacing 
you know, in my mind, as I got older, regardless of, you know, what people said or what I tried to tell myself or what I did, it was always just, you know, part of who I was. Well, we were we were sort of talking about in the earlier part of the show, we were talking a lot about, like, the external pressures that are out there uh, yeah. on, uh, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, of just, like, because, you know, Teresa has a boy. I have a girl. We're both about to have boys, so it's had to make me think of all this stuff about boys <laughs> that I totally allowed myself to not have to think about. And we were talking about, you know, like you walk into a store, you know, toy or clothing, and, like, the girl thing is just, like, so inherently pink. It's, I mean, like, it's just, like, to the point of stripping it of anything else. Boys have a much larger variety, but at the same time, there's definitely... But you, you can't know, have the pink stuff. But you can't, you can't have the pink have stuff, the you for sure. <laughs> look, 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 I know that this entire side of the star is pink, but just don't. The pressure that you must have felt and that I think a lot of kids, because we just kind of started talking, touching on like what, it, what happens when your kid starts to show signs of questioning their gender, you know, at a young age. I mean, I'm sure there's like... One category of kids who just, you know, uh, it just likes dressing up and experimenting. It doesn't mean that they, right. you I mean, know. Are, most kids are probably yeah. exploring their gender to yeah. some degree. Like, right. They're figuring this stuff, stuff out. out. Yeah. Right. And then for and kids some, in general just like to play. Yeah, yeah they, they just like to fun. play dress up. Yeah, yeah. And, but the, there's got to be a moment where you as a parent start to say, I, am I not listening to my kid? Am I not catching on to something? that might be uh, something that we need to start helping our child with, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, yeah. did you... I think you mean like when, when I, you know, and I think I've, I've known also like kids who at some point say, you know, I actually want to go by this other name or I actually want to buy these clothes that, you know, are, you know, very distinctly from one section or the other. Right. Um, where it just, it feels like the, the kid is basically saying, you know, I'm, I feel, I feel more like the opposite gender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, yeah. Do you, I've always, whenever I hear kids doing that, I'm always like, wow, how could, like, I, I wonder like I, if I had been a little bit stronger when I was younger or growing up in a different environment where I felt good about, uh, even being, uh, that little bit of uh, independent and, and like a little bit of, I guess, courageous, it seems like to be that small. And I guess not courageous because you're not even aware of how how uh, outside the norm that that type of request could be yeah. and how, like, in left field. But I was like, that never, I don't know, like for me, growing up in New Hampshire, it just seemed like, you know, uh, over 30 years ago, it seems like the environment wouldn't it wouldn't even occur to me to be that outspoken about how I was feeling. Well, like, did I you kind of knew that like what was going through my head wasn't wasn't like appropriate? Did you find that it was? And I mean, I think I think I know the answer to this question in general. But did you find it was harder as a as a boy? To experiment with girl, girl traits, girl, you know, qualities than it would be for a girl to. Like, I was definitely a tomboy and no one seemed to have a problem with that. How did that, I mean, that had to have been harder. Was that harder for, as a boy, to like any? I mean, I I guess, I I don't, I don't it's hard to compare yeah. with other people, but it's, um, I would assume so. I mean, because, you know, it's like okay for, you know, girls can wear jeans and pants and, you know, Boys can't really wear skirts or dresses, so, you know, and like you said, like, girls that are a little bit rougher 
tumble or whatever are tomboys, but boys who are, you know, similar going the other way would just be like sissies or something like that, which is, right. you know, much, you know, much more negative connotation, so... Yeah, that we were throwing that word around before the show when I was trying to, like, figure out. They're like, oh, what's the opposite of tomboy? Sissy. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. Which seems... Sissy is, like, the nicest name I can think of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It is. Yeah. Um, well, what about uh, becoming a parent? So, like, when did you, did you always know that you wanted to be a parent? I knew I wanted to raise kids uh, or, you know, yeah, or be a parent from... I guess earlier on, because before I transitioned, I, I don't know if you know this part about my story, but I actually saved my uh, genetic material, uh, oh. you know what I mean? I had it frozen before I started transitioning. Yes. So, because I I had a feeling, you know, especially like 20 years ago when I first started, I was like, it seemed so hard just for gay people to adopt, let alone, you know, I had no idea what the rules would be for a transsexual person, so I saved that stuff so that I could, you know, still, you know, reproduce even, even after I transitioned. So that was never, I didn't, even though I wasn't even with anybody at the time, I still had that kind of plan B or whatever you want to say, just because I knew that in the future I'd want to, you know, raise a kid or, you know, be a part of a kid's life in some way if I could. So I kind of hedged my bets and save that stuff just to make sure that I would have at least that, you know, at least a chance of being a parent someday. That's awesome. That is, yeah. some, good, that is some good foresight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm impressed with, like, my 20-year-old self. You yeah. should be very yeah. impressed with your 20-year-old self, yeah. 100%. People kept telling me, like, that's amazing. And I was like, I guess so. I mean, because, you know, you just live your life and you kind of get used to the details of it and what you did. And then... When people hear about it for the first time, you start to see it through their eyes and you get like a little bit more of an objective perspective on yourself. And you're like, oh, I guess that, you know, I guess I was smarter than I gave myself credit for. <laughs> so did you So did you and your wife use your stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great, too. Because awesome. I know yeah. like it, it, sometimes it doesn't always work or... Um, I'm sure there's yeah, got to I mean, be yeah. risks of, of yeah, success. It, yeah, it took a it took a few, a few a few times, and like the way that they froze it, it, it was back in the '90s, so yeah. like, right. they were unfreezing it, and then, like the some of the doctors were like, "Yeah, so your stuff's like frozen in a different way, so oh, we're going to have to do really? this and that to it to get it to work because uh. you know the science has progressed now to the point where." You know, it's like they're, you know, dusting off, like, dinosaur DNA or whatever, like, the way they're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, but it worked. It worked. That's we have, awesome. You know, we have a baby, and we have another one on the way. So. Hey, yeah. How yeah. far along is your wife? How far along is she right yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, she, what is it, five, I guess five months? She'll do it at the beginning of the year. So, hey, so she's, she's a one month behind, yeah. she, I'm one yeah. month behind Teresa, and your wife is one month behind me. Yeah. Let's oh, all right. be miserable together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because uh, you said you have two boys. Oh, well, I, I she's have, going to, she's I, about to I have two boys. I will have two boys. Biz will have a girl and a and boy. A boy. I have the full yeah. set. And we're going to have two girls. So. Yeah. All right. All right. So Aren't okay. girls more likely when you're using frozen sperm? Isn't that a thing? 
So, although maybe because maybe the X chromosome is stronger. Yeah, it's stronger. That's what I heard. That's what I heard from my friends who um, used a sperm donor and they had a girl. And they they said it's actually the the female sperm lasts longer, lives, is stronger. It never occurred to me, but now that we're saying it out loud, it makes sense. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm having I'm having a few emotional concerns and issues and uh, or downright fears of having a boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, I kind of I, I was afraid of having a boy too. So, <laughs> well, that uh, now there's I mean, a question like with your experience and your history, how much of that like played into like the uh, the stress that every parent goes through in general, no matter what you like are doing right. or calling yourself or whatever, goes through when they hear you're having a girl or you're having a boy. What what does your personal history bring to the table with that? Do you try and be like really relaxed about it, like it's going to be great no matter what, or are you like? Ah! <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm kind of like two minds of it because I do feel like you know that freak out of like oh, I'm going to screw it up. I'm not going to be you know, enough of, uh, you know, the right kind of parent for whatever gender we have. But then part of me is like, oh, well, I can't, you know, freak out and stress out because kids will pick up on that. And I don't want to pass on that kind of worry. I'm kind of a worrier as it is. So, uh, so you know, I try to put on this, the, you know, I try to relax and just kind of not overthink it. Cause I think it's really easy <laughs> to get kind of caught up in what you think or what you think people think about you and, trying to second-guess the whole world, and I don't know. It's really easy to get confused I'm, if you... I thought that was 90% of parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, second-guessing, you're overthinking and second-guessing yourself. <laughs> yeah. And trying to guess, like, what my parents think of, you know, you know, me as a parent and worrying that people think that I'm going to somehow, you know, pass on being transsexual or whatever. I don't even know. Well, do you, so many things to worry about. Yeah. Well, do you feel there are things that you, as a transsexual parent, uh, do wrestle with uh, uh, having kids that heterosexual parents uh, either share with you or may not even be aware that you're going through as a parent? Uh, you know, I do feel like because I feel like sometimes you never know when someone's gonna, you know, out me in public as being transsexual or what, you know, other adults, their interactions, if, if people know and if it's going to make them uncomfortable or, you know, just having some kind of confrontation with other parents and play space or especially outside of San Francisco, how that would, or even in San Francisco, really, because people can be rude anywhere. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that type of thing, just dealing with, dealing with, uh, like, other people's reaction to me with, you know, in regards to the baby just adds an extra layer of concern for me. Are you guys, are you guys, uh, I mean, clearly I'm sure you guys have talked about stuff like this, but have you guys taught, and your baby's, your baby is still young and and the other one's on the way, uh, about being like how open you guys will be and when you plan on start being, to start discussing these things with your kids and, I mean... What do you guys yeah. have a thought process on that yet? I don't yeah, think, I think about that. we just kind of. I feel like we're just going to sort of just have it part of the normal dialogue that we're having around the kids. So it's not. 
So I don't want it to be some big surprise or some right. weird, yeah. Yeah. you know, thing that you sit someone down at 10, yeah. 10 years old and have a, you know, I feel like if we just kind of talk about it casually and, you know, not make it something that we're always bringing up, but if it's just something that they're aware of that's true about my past, then I feel like it just will be natural where it doesn't have to be a big, you know, sit down and, yeah, I kind of think of it as like if we hadn't adopted Right. Adopted a baby would probably just, you know, let that information just be there and and talk about it sort of nonchalantly when, you know, the subject comes up or when we talk about our past or, you know, without making it a big ordeal. Hopefully that works. <laughs> well, that, I think all parents are out there trying to just make sure their kids are tolerant, you know, of of all other people have that same sort of like, God, I hope this works. Yeah. I hope I can like just raise my kid to understand that it's all okay no matter what we have yeah. going on in our own house. That, right. you know, you're going to run into assholes and outside of that, <laughs> I can't keep exactly. you, I can't protect you from assholes. But, right. You and know, I can't protect myself. From and I can't protect because, myself. Yeah. For, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, have, it doesn't happen that much anymore, but I used to like, you know, especially when I first started transitioning, I'd look you know, much more obviously like a trans person. And then people just, like strangers, would say, you know, really mean things to me on the street, mm. you know, and it's like, doesn't happen that much now, but it, it still could, you know, even if yeah. I have my baby. So yeah. I don't want that, you know, I would never, I would be awful if that's how my, you know, kids found out about, yeah. you know, me. So, you know, there's, but there's like lots of different ways to talk about it with them without making it, you know, the point of a conversation, it can just be other information that they're getting when we're talking about other things. Right. Well, uh, let's wrap up with one last question, and that's going to be for parents who are, if you could give advice to parents uh, who may be starting to recognize that their their children are doing something more than just experimenting or playing or, you know, doing what kids do, what kind of advice can you give parents on how to help their kids? What do you wish somebody maybe had helped you with, or I don't know? You know, I feel like it's like you just, I guess, kind of let them be, you just kind of be supportive, and yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like everything else, you, you do the best you can to prepare them for the outside world, and, and let them know reality without trying to hit them over the head too hard with it, because, man, I don't know, I've just, my baby's not even two yet, and I, she, you know, doesn't really experience the outside world without us, but no. I think maybe it's just about being flexible and... Always, you know, making sure your kid knows you've got their back, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's like the only thing that you, and that's like your job, right, as a parent, is to just give them the safety, you know, and like that feeling of, you know, there's there's always going to be one person that has that unconditional love for them. Yeah. That, you know, that's something that nobody can ever take away. That's right. As long as they have, because you can instill that feeling of, of confidence. And I feel like that's a good start for any any baby, any kid. Well, and I also fully support teaching your children how to, have my daughter, how to render a man unconscious with her bare hands. Um, oh, yeah. that that's, just a, nice. that's just a given. Some people, piano lessons, uh, Katie Bell will have to yeah. uh, learn how to disarm a man. Um, <laughs> well, Natasha, thank you so much for joining us today. This was incredibly insightful and eye-opening oh, yeah. and, uh, oh, okay. and really helpful. And, could... Yeah. That was fun. That was really fast.
And I, I know, I know it goes really fast. Um, and uh, I, I know a lot of our listeners have actually, you know, requested that we have, you know, guests on who, you know, have had experiences like this. So I hope that uh, this helps answer some questions for them or helps ease their minds or helps, helps them uh, on some level. And if not, they'll let us know. We'll have you back on and pump you for more information. Um, <laughs> so again, thank you so much. And we're going to link everybody to Natasha's website uh, so that you can uh, go out and see her stand-up and her sketch comedy. Uh, she's yeah. got a great podcast, and uh, we will hook everybody up with that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Natasha. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That was great. Yeah. I think without jumping ahead to the wrap-up of the show, you know, there's such a universal truth that no matter what you're coming to the table with as a parent, it's about just trying to do your best and raising your kid to be a good kid. Yeah. And to not, you know, letting the rest of the world—the rest of the world's always going to be there. Yep. Yeah, you can't you can't do anything about that except maybe add one more good kid to that world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Do you like that? Oh, that's nice. Good. Well, let's feel like shit and listen to a mom have a breakdown. <laughs> hey, ladies. This is a mom rant. So, it's Sunday. Uh, my husband has been away for a week in California. So, I've not been able to talk to him too much because we live on the East Coast. And so the time difference and just, like, bedtimes and what he's doing and he's out at night with people and things, it's been been difficult to talk with him. I haven't seen him. Obviously, he hasn't been home. I have a four-year-old and an eight-month-old. It's been a pretty long week. I have taken the kids to church by myself that morning. I'm feeling pretty proud of myself for that. Get to Panera get a little souffle for my four-year-old. The eight-month-old is sleeping. It's great. We're having, like, a great little breakfast and drinking some coffee, having a nice little time. And this lady comes over, and my um, I have a little kind of, like, light blanket draped over the, the stroller to keep the light out and keep the baby asleep and all that good stuff. And his little foot's sticking out, so she's like, oh, and kind of touches his little foot. Oh. like, all right, mm-hmm. don't touch my kid. So then she goes, oh, is he asleep? I said, oh, yeah, he is asleep. Then she lifts up the <laughs> fucking blanket. <laughs> like, what? Oh, he's so precious. Oh, I wish I could sleep. Oh, looks like he's waking up. Oh, yeah, he's waking up. Having a very nice breakfast. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why would you? Why would you lift up the blanket? And, like, wake up. What? I'm so mad. It ended up being okay. Did not have a total meltdown in the restaurant. It was significantly less relaxing to have to feed him than it was to be, like, having my coffee while my other kid was feeding himself. It's amazing. Anyway, I I, I was like, do you not have children? I hope you don't have children. I hope you just didn't forget that that's, like, literally one of the most terrible things you could do to a mom (laughs) sitting alone with two children. Anyway... Bye. My rant. All right. I love the show, ladies. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so so mad. Mad. Yeah. Not awful. Is, what? Uh, t- I mean, don't. 
I think I've actually said to people when Katie Bell was baby, don't touch this baby. <laughs> I, I have said, I've been like, you need to step she away. She was probably caught off guard. I've never had anybody, cu- I mean. Oh, I know. I would have been like, well, I wouldn't have thought to do this. Yeah. I would have just done what this woman did, this poor woman. But I, like, wish that I could have been there to be like, okay, now that you've woken up this child, do you want to take care of the child and feed yeah. them and everything while I finish up my here? relaxing time. Oh, my God. That is, like, the worst. Horrible. Horrible. Lady. So sorry. I am really sorry. And good job taking care of your kids <laughs> for a week while your husband was away. I love. I thought it was you, Teresa, calling and leaving her aunt. I know. I love. My favorite part was like when she's like, "So we're doing really good. I did this. <laughs> we took him to church. We went to have lunch. We're doing really good." And that's the exact same yeah. thing that goes through my mind like every single day when he's away. I'm like, "This is going fine. I'm I'm doing this. I'm I doing can do this. this. I, okay, we did this. We did this, and everything is nobody's. I'm not melting down. I feel okay. I'm not losing my mind. The baby's not." I mean, that is what I'm doing just the entire time. It's like this constant, like, we can, we can, uh-huh. We got it. You're, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Sleep will come. Sleep will come. Um, well, I'm really sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Well, it's time to wrap up. I think important takeaways for today's show are to remember we're just trying, no matter what your kid's wearing or what your kid's beating another cat over the head with, uh, we're trying to raise good kids here. You want the ultimate goal to be a kid who's happy with themselves and able to interact with the world in a positive way. And if they want to do that in a tutu, fine, girl or guy. And we as parents have a really hard job of sometimes having to take the extra time to help our kids understand this. They are just kids. And they clearly have a lot bombarding them every time they walk into a store, every time they walk into turn on a television set, every time they go to school or they go to a friend's house. It's hard. And, you know, as the parents, it's our job to try and help them. Remember, we are trying to help them, (laughs) no matter how tired we are. Let's also work really hard at not, I think, what's our new mantra? Stop feeling like shit shit for being being a mom. mom. (laughs) And in particular, after talking to Natasha, I just don't think we can hammer home enough how much, how important it is to say, good job. Yeah. To anybody you see with a baby who is not screaming and having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Be nice to each other out there. It's a good example for your kid and for each other. Mm-hmm. And, Teresa, you're doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. And I'm working on it. <laughs> and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Gotta slow down, Mama Blue. Slow down, Mama Blue. Gotta slow down, Mama Blue. Gotta slow down, Mama Blue. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. 
you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, busted Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.